Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Thank you everyone for joining today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. We are your hosts, Sela and Eileen, and today's guest is Kelly Garrett. Kelly has been a real estate investor for over 20 years with experience in flipping, wholesaling, single-family rentals, and multifamily rentals. She is the founder of Garrett Ventures Group, where she invests in cash-flowing multifamily rentals and operates a flourishing private lending company. Kelly is also a four-time All-American Women's College basketball player. So we're really excited to have you on today, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So before we get started, could you tell the listeners a little bit more about your background and your business and how you got started in real estate? Yes, yeah, sure. I came from a small town in Easley, South Carolina, and uh, grew up on a small farm where hard work comes very natural to us all there. We was, I was able to do that. And then basketball was my way to get out of the small town and ended up going to the College of Charleston, a, a D1 school. So we ended up playing ball there and just having a good run at that. So I ended up after college basketball, ended up going to UPS where I worked for 12 years before I got into investing in real estate or anything like that. So I kind of left hard work of my hometown I left hard work of on basketball and then I took that and I took it to another place that requires you to work hard and that was UPS or United Parcel Service. So it was a great career. I, I loaded in loaded trucks and I drove trucks, but I also went management and that's where I started sharpening my tools of being a good manager as a as just a young adult. I ended up moving eleven times in twelve years with them corporately. So I started my real estate career corporately, if you will. So it's a lot of moving and appreciate the time with them. It was a big decision for me to leave, but the best decision for me to leave and get started on my own little path in life working for myself. So it was a tough decision because I was making a lot of money at the time as a young person. And then after that, I ended up just starting real estate and starting about my first business. You'll learn a little bit about me. I just don't do real estate. I've learned that you need to have not all your eggs in one basket. So I have multiple streams of income. And I opened a business that did mortgages and taxes and investments. So I was able to use that information early on to start my real estate career. Because the two top things that a real estate person needs is money and contractors, if you're going to flip. I had the money because I had the mortgage business. So that kind of started me in my life as a young person. I left UPS in 2000 and started my real estate career in, um, in January of 2000. Awesome. Thank you, Kelly, for sharing that information. Can you walk us through the steps needed to obtain private lending with your company and how you started your company? Yeah, obviously, I just told you I had a mortgage company, a conventional mortgage company, where if you guys are buying your first home or a home, you come in and get your rates just like you would at a bank. And now, fortunately, my career is gotten a little longer. I'm 52. So I was able to take some personal money and now I lend it out to other rehabbers. So we do, and really the steps needed to to get in private lending is that our company is called rehabwallet.com. Just like it sounds, rehabwallet.com. You go there, you fill out your application. So if you're looking for a fix and flip home that you're coming in and needing short-term funds, 
We do very quick funding in less than two weeks. I've had it done in less than we've actually funded alone last week in four days. So we can do really fast funding and a little higher interest rate, but that's what it takes because we're not asking anything about you. We don't care about your credit score. We care about the asset. So the asset itself needs to be 70% value or less for us to lend on. And you can be first-time investor or you can have been have already fixed and flipped 20 homes by now. It doesn't matter. We'll look at, as long as the asset is something that we, we like and look at, we're lending now in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. So the name of our company is RehabWallet.com. And it's really what you, you do to start with is you go out and fill out the little short application that comes over to my team. We call you and get started on your um, fix and flip. Not only do we do fix and flip, but we also do bridge loans. So if you just need amount of money for 30 days to get you from one asset to the other, as long as it is collateralized by an asset, then uh, we also do those bridge loans as well. So is the bridge loans primarily just for the fix and flips or for other asset classes as well? It could be for any asset class. Okay, cool. And you mentioned about 30 days. So for the bridge loan, if someone is working in multifamily space, if they need a bridge loan for their asset, is 30 days the limit or is there any other terms and conditions? We look at all kinds of different terms. Typically, a bridge loan will be in and out very fast. We like our money back in within six months. We do six to nine months, excuse me, one to twelve, one to nine months as well. So we like the money come back in. And of course, think about it as a business. We just want the money back in so we can go back and loan it out again. And we just found that nine months is plenty for a fix and flipper, plenty for a bridge loan. And it's there for you. And we're able to have as much funds as where I've worked and teamed up with a multifamily apartment syndication group that is bringing the funds and then my team lends it out. So we haven't had a problem. So there's two keys to our business there is that you can be an investor in our fund. So if you need short term, a place to park your money short term for short term, instead of it sitting in the bank, we pay to those investors uh, 6% APR. And then that money is used to go over here and lend out to fix and flip or to the bridge loan people. So, and both of those applications are on our website at rehabwallet.com. So Kelly, could you please elaborate a little bit more about Rehab Wallet and how the service work? Yeah, um, well, it has two sides. So the first side would be the investor side, where whereas if you had $100,000 in a checking account and you're wanting to make some short-term or uh, very low risk return on your money. You can come in as an investor on Rehab Wallet for 6% annual or APR. So your money is making interest every day that it sits in. So it comes in. And then the other side of the business in Rehab Wallet is that we lend that money out. So when we lend the money out and your $100,000 within a portal, it shows that $100,000 goes into 123 Main Street loan. When 123 Main Street closes and rehabs and then funds, that money comes back in and you can actually take the money out, go on vacation and do whatever you need to do. Our loans typically are out four and a half to six months. So it's very short term. You can make, again, 6% annually on that investment and it gives you a place to park your money making more interest than in your bank. So then if you decide that you wanted to keep that in there, now your return would be compounded and you can now loan out $106,000, let us say you kept it in there for a year, $106,000, now your one hundred and six 
is going out and making six more percent. So it's just a place for investors can come in and invest. And then over here, we can loan out money to rehabbers and bridge loan um, uh, customers or borrowers that need the money for that short term. Both of those applications are on our website at rehabwallet.com. And uh, you're welcome to look into that, fill out the application. It's very short. It causes an email to come over and then we'll pick up the phone and go into it a little bit more detail if you have any questions. So what has been your strategy of scaling up your business? I think it's been that I've built I've built the business around me with the right staff. As we start out, and again, I had to learn the hard way, but you want to think you can do everything. And then you don't think you can financially afford to pay someone. But I've just learned that you can't financially afford not to hire somebody that can do the things that you can't do. Um, that If I had to say that, I just can't do it alone. And it's actually, you'll scale faster. You'll have more fun having a team. But if you'll build the business just around you, where you're the business owner and you can work, you've heard all the phrases all of working on your business instead of in your business. If I have one suggestion for anybody, whether you're starting out brand new or where you've been in a long time, is that you just hire the people around you and so you can work on the business. You can scale scale so much faster that way. What are some of the qualities that you look for when you're looking to work with other people? I would say um, self-starters, can-do attitude. And, you know, I'll tell you a a quick story. I told you I played uh, basketball. Basketball was a big deal in my life for a long time. Fortunately, I had a talent. I was good at it. Afterwards, I continued to stay involved with the women's team at the College of Charleston and go to all their games and that kind of thing. So I would I would go to the games. And I would watch. I would watch the teammates. I would watch how these younger people were were doing it at the time. And so I was I had my eyes on this one person because she as she never got in the game. She was one of those players that maybe got in that last thirty seconds or sixty seconds of a game, but hardly ever played. But she was the first one off the bench when players would come off the floor, high fiving, tell them great job. She was just so I would call her spirit. She just had so much spirit within her. Hard worker. So I called the college coach and I called and asked, tell me a little bit about her. She was a senior. Tell me a little bit about her. So she said she had a finance degree, which I didn't even know, which worked. And um, I hired her only because of her, I guess, her sideline spirit and her sideline activities and how she was with uh, other teammates while she was getting no playing time. So the kind of stuff that I, I look for is somebody like that. I hired her in my mortgage company back in 2000 and maybe four or five. She became our top loan officer, made well into six figures. So she was doing well. It helped the company and we had a lot of fun doing it. So I think constantly looking for talent and um, and looking for people that you really want in your team so you can have fun along the way. Oh, that's great. And then if you can go back a little bit, you said you found a partner um, who brings in some of the funds to support in your lending business as well that you can invest with as well. How did you find that partner and how did you know it was a good fit for you then? That's a great question. His name is uh, Danny Randazzo. I think he's actually been on your podcast. Danny and his two partners own PassiveInvesting.com and it's an apartment syndication. Danny's local to Charleston, South Carolina. I live in Charleston and we were in the same networking groups and I just knew he had something special. And so I kind of just started spending a lot of time with him and he and his wife. My partner and I and his wife are great friends, but we've started building a relationship first. I needed him to get to know me and I needed to get to know him first. I think a partnership is like a relationship. 
and needs to be because we go into partnerships with and business so quickly and we forget to go out on date. We forget to get to know him a little bit. And I needed to get to know him and his partners. And it took about three years before I decided I was ready to commit. And I had the time to start this. So I brought it up to him. And um, then the reason it's not just for that was that my phone was ringing for these personal loans and I was lending my personal money to do them. But as a as an individual, I didn't want all my money going toward this lending company. And you run out of money in order to do that. So I started talking to him and it was a great fit for some of his syndicating investors to park money short term as they wait on these larger apartment syndications to come around. So it was just a great fit. I think you got to date them. I just think you need to date your partners in business and and spend some time really getting to know them before you, you make the plunge. That's what I did. Kelly, I just want to ask, um, what continues to motivate you to be successful in the real estate industry? It's really more for me to, at this point in my life, to enjoy what I'm doing and to have fun. I'm totally challenged with this new business that we started with Rehab Wallet. I, I think I come from hard work. I don't mind working hard. I don't mind the hours work. I actually need that in my life. But I, I think it's more or less just, just, being challenged. We all need, we're better when we're challenged. And having those big stretch goals just makes it a little bit more funner to get out of bed every day, to have those business goals that are are big, big enough where it can change your life. And instead of just chopping away at a little number constantly, we set our goals really big. And if we hit them, it'll change our life. But if we don't, it, it, it's not that big of a deal. But that big challenge is really what motivates me at this point in my career. How has real estate investing impacted your life so far? Gosh, it's it's been that platform for me. It's been that, you know, I'll go back to sports for a minute. You, you could, I could have ran track, I could have played softball, I could have played volleyball. But my dad was one that said, pick one and get real good at it. And so I've really chosen real estate and got real good at it. And it's really served me. Some of the businesses we've picked up to buy along the way, has rotated around real estate, where real estate is the is the center focus, but where the lending falls back into real estate. I've had a mortgage company that we bought and sold. I've had an appraisal company we bought and sold. It still revolves around real estate, but it's just been, it's impacted my life because real estate can be a passive way. It's tangible where you can see it and touch it and smell it. I don't know. I guess I've just found that that is my, that's my sport. And I just ended up picking one and, and trying to get real good at it. And then along the way, during your whole entire journey, has there been anything that, that you have learned from your past deals and partnerships that you wish that you knew then that you know now? Yeah, I would think I would say that just to go bigger sooner. I started out, I started out buying single family houses and I kept them and rented them out. Well, I tell the story that if you have one single family, one door, and they move out, you have no income to help you pay for that mortgage. But if you have two doors or a duplex and one person moves out, typically that other door will help you pay your mortgage. So I've learned that, and I try to tell a lot of young people, is that start bigger. Start on the duplex. If numbers worry you, start on a duplex or a triplex. Just start with more doors than just that single family. It'll help you scale faster. Then when you talk, start talking about a hundred unit apartment complex, it won't it feel so so big that you can't conceive it. So I just say start sooner 
start bigger, faster. Find the right staff, maybe, that works, that you work well together and date them before you hire them, date them before you go into partnership with, and continue to look for those people that have that can-do attitude. Your staff will help you along with to get to your goals, and you can help them get toward their goals. Typically, they're they end up being involved in your real estate business by being an investor or being a, getting involved in getting their own deals. So it's interesting and it's fun to see them grow as you're growing too within your business. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who is trying to get into that first deal, whether it be that duplex or that fourplex, but they have a mindset that they haven't overcome yet? And what kind of advice would you give to them to just go ahead and be confident in what you're doing? Yeah. I, I talk about that a lot, like taking action and and how to teach that or coach that. It's a tough one. It's really tough because taking action, then it goes back to self-confidence. And then self-confidence might have come back to your upbringing. And then your upbringing comes back to your parents. It all is a big full circle. But I I would say you have to surround yourself with the people that you want to be like. Or show me your friends and show me your future is what, what we say. Be around who are the five people that you hang around most. I've talked about Danny and I'm going to bring it up again. I'm going to brag on him. We, we meet once a week. We go for a walk. We're not obviously the same person. We don't spend time on the phone. We'd rather go and maybe exercise and walk and be outside. And we talk. And when we're done with our little talk and walk, he gets his car and I go to my car and we go away. And But we're constantly talking about business. We're talking about his goals and my goals. How can I help you? I just just got back from a lunch group with about eight investors that we meet every Wednesday. I think it's just being in the group of people that are like-minded. I know people say that a lot, but it's such a true statement in growth and stay around them. And and those those people now are your friends. It doesn't mean you have to X out all your friends and your family because they are who they are. They might not be who you need to be around every day because... They're not with you on that same train headed towards your high goals. But I think you got to be around them a lot during the week so that you're not feeling like you're on this island by yourself. Do you have any tools or techniques that you use to improve the efficiency of your business or personal life? If I had to say one thing that I do every day, every morning, I, I write my goals down every morning. I don't mind the repetitive But it has proven to me that if I write those same goals down with a pen and a piece of paper and write them down every morning, it has served me well. I've also took this up a few years ago and sat on a dry erase by myself and started writing down everything that I do in a day because I wanted to see what was it that I'm that's causing a clog in my growth. And so I started writing down everything that I do in a day. And then I was able to see that, okay, let's just say going to get in the mail. Let's just say that. Opening the mail up. And um, how is that serving me? Not real well. That's not making me any money. Next thing, was that making me money? Is the next thing making me money? So then I just started, I didn't know who the person was. And this was probably five or six years ago. I didn't know who the people were that I was going to delegate that to. But I just put person one and I'll draw an arrow and draw another arrow from those few things that I knew that I was doing every day that was causing me to seem like I'm busy, but it's not, but I'm not going to that next level. So once I did that, I have to say it, it changed a lot. And of course you got to find the right person to, to delegate those things from me. And then was left with the things that have allowed me to grow exponentially. 
instead of seeming like I'm busy, I'm tired at night? Am I doing only those things that are that are getting me to that next level? Kelly, what is the next level for you? What is your next focus? I would have to say well, my focus is going to go real strong into rehab wallet right now. It, it'll take some it'll take some focus and some time to do that. We started it in June, and we have a goal of being putting ten million dollars out by the end of this year and 50 million next year. So that's going to take a lot of time, put the right people in place, what it feels like to, to build. I'm really building a business that, that can scale. And, um, and yeah, I want to put a lot of focus, a lot of focus with that. Again, we have those three legs of our business. The lending is a big focal point right now, the passive income and the cash flow. I'm constantly looking for deals maybe that I, that I'm not take down on my own, but I will invest in apartment syndications as a passive leader. I will joint venture with a with somebody that maybe they're handling the construction of a bigger project. And I kind of just look at our money and be like, okay, where can my dollar bills go and be the best soldiers on the rate of return? And so that's where my focus goes constantly on looking at where those dollar bills can can do the make the most interest for me. So that's what we're doing right now. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed our conversation today. So if our listeners wanted to get to learn a little bit more about you other than going to the rehab wallet, is there any other places where they can learn more about you? Yeah, overall, my my main mothership company is called Garrett Ventures Group, garrettventuresgroup.com. And within there's a lot about us about my team, about me. You can get to, you can email me from there. You can write anything you want to. You can learn a little bit of where our money's headed and what we're doing and just learning about the different multiple streams of income because it's what Garrett Ventures Group's about is multiple streams instead of it all being in one line of work or one asset column that we're using multiple streams of income to get us to that next level. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Kelly. We really enjoyed our conversation today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.